0: Welcome virtual entrepreneurs, millennials on the go, and adventure seekers with big dreams. You've found the right place. My name is Alexis Teichmiller, a millennial, lifestyle blogger, and digital creative. The Laptop Lifestyle is designed to inspire, educate, and challenge you to live the life you want every day. Together, let's unlock how to live the Laptop Lifestyle to the fullest. Hello, hello, Laptop Lifestylers. It is your host, Alexis Teichmiller here, and today I am bringing on an incredible guest. She is one of my friends here in Nashville, and I am so excited to have her on the show today. Her name is Liz Mace. Liz Mace is a YouTuber, singer, songwriter, and the other half of Megan and Liz. Over the last 10 years, Liz and her twin, Megan, have built their YouTube audience to over 1 million subscribers by releasing covers and original music. This resulted in millions of views and helped launch their career, releasing several singles and EPs. From being on Oprah to building two successful YouTube channels that launched their singing career and created a strong, loyal audience. These two are incredible. Liz is a believer in all things goodness and love. Her ability to seek gratitude and stay grounded in the midst of success is what keeps her centered and able to create meaningful work. In this episode, you guys will learn the importance of combating ego with gratitude, how to create authentic relationships in business, the creative process behind songwriting, and the power of loving your body just the way it is. One of my favorite quotes from this entire episode that Liz says is, there is no room for ego when you are centered in gratitude. This girl is is honestly one of the most kind human beings I've ever met, and I am so excited to have her on the show today. If If you resonate with this episode or you'd like to share it, please share it. Uh, the URL, Alexis Miller forward slash Liz dash Mace, or you can go to your podcast player and share it from there as well. I really appreciate you guys listening. Get ready for an incredible episode. Hey, hey, Laptop Lifestylers. It is your host, Alexis Teichmiller here. And today I am bringing on my girl, Liz Mace of Megan and Liz. What's up, girl?
1: Hi. Well, first of all, I am honored to be on this program. Um, I am a genuine (laughs) fan of both you and the podcast. So yes.
0: (laughs) I, I love hearing that. And I'm a genuine fan of you and all that you create. So I'd love for you to kind of share how you got started in the YouTube space, you and your sister.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've told this story before and, you know, it, it is still true to this day. Like, I hold no credit. I mean, honestly, like, Megan is, like, the genius behind Megan and Liz. I mean, we were, like, 14 and um, Camp Rock had just come out. Like, I mean, we're all fans of Camp Rock. Like, let's be real. So Camp Rock had just come out and... Um, Megan was, like, seeing online, like, these girls who were, like, posting videos of them singing. And she was, like, oh, my God, Liz, like, we're, we're going to do this. Like, here, I'm going to set up the camera. We're going to learn This Is Me and we're going to sing it. Like, we found this, like, really, like, awful karaoke track, like, online <laughs> somewhere. And then we sang, you know, like, This Is Me. And then, like, that was kind of the beginning of, like – everything like we were like oh well if we keep doing covers then you know we'll start people will start to care and then once we start once people start to care then we can start doing our original music and then honestly I mean it's it's how many years later and we're still doing it so really it was just like Megan's idea to be like okay let's cover a camp rock song so people will see us (laughs) and
0: then from that first cover like your audience started to grow you guys just started to do more and more covers, music videos. Like, share with me that process of being like, I want to do this specific cover and we're going to do this specific music video. Cause uh, I watched <laughs> your, a lot of your music videos on YouTube before this interview and I loved them. Like, just that teenage, you know, that teenage girl, like young love and, and high school. And I just love it. So, share with me kind of the, like, the creative side of taking a cover and making it your own.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you know, Megan and I, like, grew up and learned as we did these videos. I mean, I think when we first started doing these videos, we didn't even know what harmonizing was yet, which is, like, now something that has, like, so defined our sound. But, like, we would just do these covers because we were bored in Michigan. And we'd be like, okay, like, you know, let's, like, try and do a cover today. And for a long time, nobody cared. I mean, honestly, nobody cared. Like, we're talking, like, pre YouTube days like this is when like nobody in our high school had a YouTube I think we were the first people in our school to have a Twitter account like nobody at home cared like and it was just something that we just kept doing and we would just be like okay like we're gonna do this video and if it sucks then like nobody's gonna see and if it rocks then nobody's gonna see but we like I always (laughs) kind of hoped that like somebody was gonna see um And then we just kind of figured it out as we went. And, like, we would write these songs about literally our high school boyfriends and um, post those up. And we would do songs sometimes because they were popular, sometimes because it was like, oh, I just saw the Hannah Montana movie and I loved the climb. You know, like, it would just be very, like, organic. And it kind of, like, stumbled into, like, being a good strategic marketing move because we just genuinely liked the songs It also happened to be what – our fans were looking for. So
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what was, what was on trend then for you yeah. in real life, as far as like trending, you know, you're in high school and you have boyfriends and you have your first heartbreak and things like that. And then you also have pop culture influencing those, those covers as well as your original music too. Tell me, tell me what it was like whenever you guys, tell me that moment when you realized we have something here like your audience was beginning to grow like you woke up one day checked youtube and you're like i now have a million subscribers like tell me about that
1: <laughs> yeah um there was there's two moments in our career that i can really pinpoint to where we were like okay you know what maybe this is actually something real um and the first one was um the oprah show contacted us um Back in like – I think we were we were almost 17 and the Oprah show, like actually like Harpo Studios, like a producer from Harpo Studios contacted us and was like, we're doing a Taylor Swift fan dedicated show and we saw like your cover of White Horse by Taylor Swift and, you know, we want to air it on our show and we want to like have this surprise Skype session happen. We want to like – bring you girls to the concert and all this and so like you can find that online too it's this horribly embarrassing video of Megan and I just like <laughs> freaking out because Oprah Oprah is like I just played your video and like we were 16 years old in Michigan like where nothing happens and it was like so that was kind of like and then we got you know sent to the Taylor Swift concert and you know we got to meet her and everything and You know, that was a point where we were like, whoa, this is really cool. But, like, that wasn't the point where we were like, this is our career. Because it got us followers and it got us, like, views. But, like, YouTube back in the day had a popular page, had, like, an Explore page, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, where where just they would put random videos up um, on the Explore page and then those videos would explode. And we had one video that was Demi Lovato, here we go again, that got, like, a million views in a week. And then that's really when we started getting the subscribers. Like, you would think it was the Oprah incident, which, I mean, it was. It gave us so much cred, and it still does today. But, like, really, I would say, like, the actual YouTube career started when the Explore page was, like, showing us mad love. (laughs) And, like, we would just keep Mm -hmm. getting all these subscribers and views from the YouTube Explore page. So And that was, like, a year after the Oprah thing.
0: Yeah. Well, first <laughs> off, I didn't know that you were on Oprah. Super cool. I love Oprah. I grew up watching her on TV with my mom, so like I I love oh, yeah. her, and I think it's really cool that y'all were on her show, and just that that was probably one of the you know like a dream come true. Like you're meeting Taylor Swift and you're on Oprah's show in the same day. You know, like that's that's crazy. But. What I love about you, Liz, is that, and, and Megan, both I've, you know, as I've gotten to know you both, you're so grounded. I mean, you really are. You're very humble. You're very grounded. And with, you know, with all the success and the the fame, how how did you manage at 16, 17, 18, and now, you know, in your early 20s, how did you and how do you stay humble in those seasons and, and really whenever you hit success?
1: You know... You know, people people say this to us often, which I'm like extremely thankful for, but like for Megan and I, like, there's no other choice. Like there's you know, like we don't we feel like we are so grateful to be doing what we're doing and to be like like this is our job. You know, like this is like this is we don't have another job and like I, even when we were 16, 17, like it was like our friends were working at like Dairy Queen and like, you know, McDonald's and all this stuff. And we were literally making money off of our YouTube videos. And I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a lot to do with our mom who is, you know, who is always like, okay, this is your dream. You got to do it. Like you got to work for it. It's not going to come easy. And then just like, like it's never been easy, you know, like, and, and we're just so grateful for every good thing that happens. Cause we know that for every good thing there's a million bad things and you got to get through those seasons and like you know we're just we're just so incredibly grateful for the life that we have and it's just like there's no room for for cockiness or ego when like you have so much room to be grateful and like that's really just kind of where it all stems from because it's unbelievable this life that we live and like we know that <laughs> so
0: man i i love that there's no room for ego whenever you make space for gratitude. I yeah. I love that. Have you always have you
1: always had that mindset? Has that ever been a struggle for you? It's
0: it it only
1: becomes a struggle when when it's when it gets hard. You know, I mean, like being in a creative mm-hmm. industry is like it's not your nine to five, and it's not you know what I mean. It's not like you can like turn off at the end of the day. It is a constant. You know. Like, it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, like, creating content that is you. It is not somebody else. It's you. And, like, you know, I feel like I wouldn't even say we struggle really with not feeling grateful because we always genuinely are. But, like, there are those moments where we're, like, sometimes, you know, like, it must be nice to just go home and turn off. But, like, you know, that's what we built our career on is sharing our lives. And so that's, like, you know that's that's what we love and you know sometimes it's like okay like it's all right you know you're not feeling good today but there's somebody out there who needs to see that you know things are possible and that you can do it and you know what I mean so but I think in the end it kind of lifts us back up
0: (laughs) yeah for sure it's it sounds like you are very like you honor your fans and so you get up every day so that you can create and, and push out incredible content, whether it be, you know, photography, I love your Instagram post, or whether it be your songs that you write or the covers that you that you sing, like you do it also for your fan base too. And like, tell me about that journey of, of growing that fan base and, and what that's been like for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, our fans are legitimately, I mean, we've been doing this total for like almost 10 years and I mean to see like and our fans have grown with us I mean I'm and I'm not even exaggerating that like I mean one of you know I can think of somebody specifically who like we met her when she was probably I don't know 18 19 and then like you know that she was the first person like to get like she invited us to her like wedding shower we couldn't make it but – and then, she, you know, she, like, had a baby and, like, it's just, like, you – oh. we've literally seen her life, like, literally unfold and she's been with us the whole time and, like, there are so many girls like that. Like, one of our really great friends who still does work with us today created our first – But fan website ever and um her name is Farah, and she's like now she's this amazing graphic designer who just like crushes it and it's just like to see her come from designing our first fan website to being like an actual graphic designer with like a real career is just like that's like unbelievable and I feel like there's so many cases of that since we have been doing it so long that like it's just so rewarding it's like we're all in this together type vibe <laughs> so yeah I mean that
0: it's a community has it has it always been easy to like as as you have grown and you've you've honestly experienced success at a, at a pretty young age has it been difficult to create and foster a community around you of supportive people without like jealousy creeping in and things like that
1: um yeah I mean it has um there's <laughs> there's it's weird like when when you meet some people that like you know right away like they only want something from you and it's just kind of like you don't like me for me you like me for my followers and it's like that is so obvious to both Megan and I now and it's just like we just cut those people right out you know like we're we're polite and like whatever but like you know like it's 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 interesting to like to see especially nowadays when everybody wants to be a blogger when everybody wants to be an instagram you know, model. It's just like, it's hard to see past like, oh, like, do you just like me for like my personality? Or like, do you do you like me now because you saw my Instagram? And it's, but you know, overall, like, I think we have found some really, really great friends. And like, our mom is always so supportive and like, will be forever. Um, and we have great boyfriends who are also very supportive. And that's extremely helpful. So we're in a good place, but now we know more of like what people's true intentions are. So
0: that's something too that that I've learned a lot maybe in the last like six months is some different conversations I have had with people who are successful. I, I do ask that question of how do you know if someone is a fan or a friend? and it's mm-hmm. really difficult whenever, whenever you're a fan to really cross that line into friendship. You know, because whenever yeah. you're a fan, you're usually want you're usually wanting something from that other person. So you don't and you don't mm-hmm. even have to be famous to have fans. Like you can just have people who you know want things from you in general. And so, like being able to have that mindset of, or really, it's intuition, Liz. Like having that intuition mm-hmm. of knowing who has good intentions and who doesn't. Like that is an art, because I think that can be very, very difficult. Whenever you're, it, maybe even you're just getting started too. Of you know creating relationships with intention versus creating relationships just because you want something from someone.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know Megan is honestly better at intuition than I am. Um, I am a much more open book um, in in every way that a person can be an open book um, than Megan is. But like Megan will, I swear she's psychic. Like I swear because like she will she'll (laughs) meet somebody and. And like, uh, you know, we'll both meet somebody and I'll be like, oh my God, like, let's hang out with them. Like, like they invited us to this thing and she's like, um, I don't, I don't think that we should go. Like, I don't think that we should do that. And I'm like, why? Like, you're crazy. Like, like, why can't we just go? And then like, well, then we'll go. And then something like really ridiculous will happen or, you know, they'll do something that's, that was really uncool. And I'm always just like, oh my God, Megan, you are so right. Um, so Megan is extremely intuitive and like I really follow her a lot on that and you know I'm very extremely thankful for her in that respect and a lot but
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that I mean that's hard like I I think it's something that you have to kind of master over time and Mm -hmm. that you just kind of gain wisdom on of who has you know best intentions and who doesn't so that's that's always really interesting I love that you that you talk about Megan with such like respect, you can tell that you guys love each other a lot. And I think that's really rare for two sisters to be in business together and also like have each other's back. So tell me what it's been like to work with your sister and like, she's basically your best friend.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean, it's anybody who knows us like knows that like we are those twins who were always together. Like we are those twins who like, you know, like we live together, we work together like for like, three years we like shared a car because like we didn't really need a second car because we were just always together and um you know we've just always had each other and like that was it you know we have no other siblings and um we just like I don't know why but we both feel like this was like our purpose and like you know there was no doubt that this was our purpose and there was no there's never we've always been on the same page and it's just been, – it's been crazy to see, like, how far we've come and, like, you know, we really balance each other in a way that is, like, you know, truly only God-given. I mean, like, there's there's no other explanation for, like, why we were put on this earth together because we were just meant to be a partner – a partnership. Um, I mean, even our boyfriends are like, oh, yeah, like, I know, like, like this is the deal. Like, I know this is the deal. Like, it comes with both of you. We're like, yes, it does. <laughs> I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that's so great. I mean, that's like rare though. Like I, I want to celebrate that. That's so cool. Especially being women too, you know, like I feel like women can be, it can turn, you know, real unproductive pretty quickly sometimes in our minds, you know, like, so I love that you're able to, to like look to your sister and, and see her as someone that's on your team. You know, really, that's what it like. She's oh, just yeah. on your team, and you guys are playing on the same team
1: <laughs> for yeah, the same. And, you know, thing. like oh, absolutely. Like we both have the same mindset and dreams and goals and everything. And and I really do like credit my mom. Like my mom is like you know, she is a rock star and like, you know, she's so smart. And like, I swear it's because she like read all the books about like how to raise twins and have them not be competitive and like how to, you know what I mean? Like, I swear that's what it was. Like a combination of that and just like God decided that we were meant to be together. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, like, cause I mean, like the twin dynamic is something that like, I know a lot of twins who like don't get along and I'm like, what a waste y'all. Like, you don't know what you're missing. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I hope that I have twin children one day like if I don't have twins I'm gonna be like a little upset <laughs> but yeah isn't that how that's supposed to work though like isn't it usually l- twins do run in the family they do, um, especially when, like, fraternal twins do. Identical twins don't, but, uh, like, you know, all, everything says that it skips a generation, so, like, my kids would have twins is, like, the myth, but, you know, like, I'm not going to think about that, and I'm just going to, like, really focus on <laughs> myself having twins, so. <laughs> I don't want to have so, twin grandchildren.
0: I want to have twin children.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, like, I'm just going to, like, zero in on that, and it's going to be great. <laughs> I'm gonna manifest that into my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I really am It'd be great.
0: Um, so when it comes to working with your sister, a big part of of what you do in your career is you're songwriters. Mm-hmm. You know, you create original songs, you have beautiful lyrics that have a lot of heart, and you know, some are some are really heartfelt and then others are just really cheeky and fun. So I'd love mm-hmm. to I'd love to get an inside view of how you create songs and and how do you what does that process actually look like
1: yeah I mean I'm gonna be honest with you like songwriting for me is a very like love hate relationship like I mean there's there's writers in Nashville that will write every single day and be like oh great like I wrote 60 songs in the past like three months and like both Megan and I are not like that like we are very like I don't know if it's because – I don't know why, but, like, for some reason, we can only do, like, two or three songs, like, every couple weeks. Like, and I honestly think it's because we just get emotionally exhausted from, like – I don't know. Like, I, I, there's this, like, quote that's, like, my favorite quote um, that I always, like, relate back to, like, songwriting and, like, art in general. But it's, like, art is constantly breaking open your old wounds and then using the art to heal it back up and which is which is so true I mean like you go into a room with people or with yourselves and you and you you dig up things that you're like oh my god like that was so painful and then you know you write about it and then it in a way heals it back up but like you do have to open it back up and like that's just so emotionally exhausting for both Megan and I and like you know obviously some of our best songs have come from it but like when it comes to creating, it's like you really have – we really have to be in like that mindset of like, all right, here's what we're going to invoke today. Here's what we're going to bring out today. And it's not always sad. I mean, it's it's like happiness takes just as much effort as sadness and sadness just take, takes just as much effort as happiness, you know. So it's like the emotion is still there, but it's, it's very interesting. Like songwriting is a very interesting process that we take very, very seriously even when it is a happy song. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's that's kind of that's my mod- my take on it at least, but I'm sure Megan would say something similar. Do you
0: <laughs> Yeah, do you feel like you usually write for a specific like assignment? Like you're like, "All right, we're going to sit down and we're going to write for this one thing and then we're going to record it and then we're going to release it?" Mm-hmm. Or is it more so you just write a lot of songs and then you pick, you know, just a few to put on an EP or an album or? How does that? Cuz I am so blind to the like singer songwriter world. And I think it's really interesting. So I'm nerding out. So please don't talk. Don't stop talking about this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it depends, you know, like, if you have like a, a release date, and like, you know, the pressure to write, you know, this many songs by this time. And like, cause you want a this many song EP or this many song record or this single. It's like, you're just writing nonstop and you're like, okay, like this is for the project. This is for the project. And like, does this song fit into this project? And like, that song sounds too much like your old project or like this is too outside the lines. Like that, that happens for sure. Um, And we've been in that position so many times. I'd say we're in that position more than we are just writing because we need it. And like but but then again, like some of the some of my favorite songs are the songs that we've written just because we needed them. Like we just like we really like needed to write them because I don't we know, just sometimes songs yeah, sometimes songs just like they creep in your head in the morning and they're like, I need to be written today and it's just like there's just no there's just no like no getting out of it like sometimes you just your your soul just needs to like tell that story whatever it may be and like I I don't think that either method produces better or worse songs because I think that when you're writing a lot and when you're writing for a specific project you push yourself and then when you're like just writing because you need to feel you're also pushing yourself so it's like I don't know I think I think both are really really unique and I think you get great stuff from both. But you also get some bad songs, but that's just, like, the way of the world.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't always create, you know, something amazing every single time. That actually is something I wanted to ask is, do you feel like creating in general, like, whether it's songwriter, songwriting or photography or writing a blog post or anything, like, mm-hmm. whenever you're creating, do you create better in the moment or whenever it is scheduled? Because that's something me personally, it's hard for me to, and I know that I have to get better at this, is, but like, I don't want to put time in the calendar to be like, all right, from five to seven tonight, I'm going to create versus yeah. I just do it and it's natural. But I think, yeah. like, what is your opinion on that?
1: Um, For me personally, I I like a schedule. Um just because I feel like the rest of my life is so unscheduled and, you know, like, the rest of my life has no routine. So, like, when I'm, when I'm like, okay, like, you have this writing session with this person on this day, it's nice to kind of, like, think about it. Like, think about, like, oh, like, what would they, what kind of song would they want to write? Like, what kind of, like, what, what kind of person are they? Like, and you can listen to songs that you're, like, wow, I'm really feeling this song right now. And then, it like, it all just kind of, like, leads up to like the day that you're supposed to do it but you know cause it's like you're you're unknowingly gathering like creative things from like the other stuff that you're doing and then like it ends up in your in your creative work like I was watching This Is Us and I swear I've got three so three song ideas from like the finale like speech like I've already written one wow. of them I've got two more and it's just like and that was something that I do that I, like I was just doing cause I wanted to watch it but like I knew that I had a session coming up so I was like oh, maybe I should like tune into this a little bit differently and like think how a writer would think. And then I did. And you know, I've got three song ideas to set up for that creative time slot. So yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I I like that a lot. Like looking at yeah. relaxing, like watching TV or like reading a book, sometimes instead mm-hmm. of just doing it just to do it, especially when it comes to TV, but looking at it from a create, like with a creative lens of what can I take mm-hmm. from this <laughs> This three hours of binge watching something or eight hours, whatever. Um, How can I take that and be creative with it? I mean, let's be honest. Right now, (laughs) right now I'm binging Revenge. Have you ever seen Revenge?
1: No, is that Shonda? Is that a Shonda Rhimes show?
0: Yes, you know, like she created like like, Anatomy. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm like 97 percent sure that it is, but. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, revenge fan. Not, not getting revenge, but just of the show.
1: (laughs) I should get into that because, like, I love, I love Shonda and I love Grey's Anatomy. I've written many songs about Grey's Anatomy, Um, Mm -hmm. so I should, I should get into some revenge. Revenge is great. (laughs) Yeah, let me know what you think.
0: let me yeah. just the TV show, though, guy listeners, just the TV yeah. show, not actual in real life. It will get you nowhere and make you feel very empty. <laughs> retweet, retweet, retweet. <laughs> um, so that was a little off topic. But I, my next question is I wanted to I wanted to ask you for you personally, like building this following on YouTube and then, you know, growing a following on other social platforms, we live in this online centered world, you know, where Mm -hmm. like you were living a laptop lifestyle is at, you know, 15 years old, you know, and you've been living it now for almost 10 years. So share with me how, how has that shaped your life and the way that you view entrepreneurship, because that's what you are. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, Like, how has that shaped the way that you, like, see your career and see your future? Like, would you ever go get an office job? Or, like, what does that look like to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think about I don't know if I'd ever do it, but, like, you know, I think about, like, oh, maybe I could use my, like, knowledge of what I've learned in the past 10 years and apply it to being, like, a music manager or, like, you know what I mean, like, Mm -hmm. working at a record label. Like, I think about that, like, in my future sometimes just because I'm genuinely curious, you know, like, I've – like, I I kind of wonder how much I've learned really in the past 10 years and how much it would really be helpful to, like, other people – Um, I'd like to say that like, it would be helpful, but like, it's like, I don't know, like, what if I get into an office and they're like, you don't know what you're doing. And I'd be like, you know what, you're right. (laughs) But, um, no, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not very good at like computers, so I don't know. Um, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but, um, you know, in general, when I think about like my career and my future is like, I think about this as like the rest of my life, you know, like I genuinely Mm -hmm. think about like, when I have a child, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just going to be another element of, like, my career. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that sounds weird to say, but, I mean, it's true because it's, like, I'm not going to not share, like, my family with, like, these people who I've grown up with. They share their family with me, so it's, like, why wouldn't I share my family with them? And, like, you know, and then that just kind of, like, is another level of, like, me helping other moms or, like, you know if, if, and when I, you know, get married, it's like, oh, like I'm sharing all the things that I'm helping with like my wedding. I'm sure that there are girls who follow me that are going to like, want to know what, how to help with their wedding and all of that. And it's just like, but on top of that, like, that's also inspiring new music and like new eras of like my life, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's, it's just, it's just like a life, lifelong thing for me. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to stop sharing my life. And I mean, that's, that's just kind of that's, and that's been the business so far, and it's worked. So it's like I don't, I don't see why I would ever stop. And you know, it's. I think it's only gonna get juicier. You know, like I'm only gonna have <laughs> more interesting things to share because, you know, life gets more interesting as you get older. Like I think it does, anyways. But, <laughs> um, I don't know. I I think it's a lifelong thing. I hope so, anyways.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I see that in you and. I, that's refreshing, like hearing you talk about your creative passion and like sharing online and being a YouTuber and and really just a content creator and a songwriter, Mm -hmm. like hearing that you want to do that for the rest of your life is refreshing because I think a lot of people get into the online space for a short term gain. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I want to start a blog and I want to be famous right now, you know, and so... Mm -hmm. Like hearing, hearing that you're like, no, I've been doing this for about 10 years and I'm planning on doing it for the rest of my life is it's just, it shows that you're committed. And I, I think that's really rare because you're really, really committed to your career, but you're also committed to the craft and like Mm -hmm. you won't settle for anything else. And I think that's really cool. Talk to me about like, about not settling.
1: I mean, For me it's it's not even settling or not settling. It's just there's no plan B. Like this is like this has always been been what I wanted to do. This has always been who I wanted to be. And it's just like there's there is no other option. Like this is it. Like this is my life. This is this is how I want it. This is like I'm lucky enough to have it. Like there's just no plan B. Like I'm not I wouldn't say that I'm not that I'm not gonna ever settle. It's just like this, this is it, you know? And and this is what I plan on doing for the rest of my life. And it's just like Megan and I say that all the time. We're like, you know, some people go into music and they're like, oh, like, I think I could try this. And like, if it doesn't work out, I'll do this instead. But it's like, no, like this, like sharing our life and everything is like, this is it. This is now and this is happening. And this is all we're going to be the rest of our lives and we couldn't be happier about it. So.
0: Mm, I love that. With committing to this online life of sharing and being very transparent with every season of your life. Like you mentioned, um, you've also really inspired me lately of your, your story of like self-awareness and self-discovery with, you know, body image. And if you're comfortable, I'd really love for you to kind of share that journey and share, you know, honestly, it's very empowering to me and you're someone that I, I look up to and respect a lot for, being open and transparent with that story and I'd love for you to share, you know, whatever you're comfortable with.
1: Yeah, I mean, well first of all, thank you. Um it was not easy to share. Um I mean, I've been dealing with this for 10 years. Like as long as I've been doing this, like I have been seriously dealing with with eating disorder problems. I mean, for the past 10 years. Like I like and it feels really good to kind of like have everybody know now if that makes sense like I don't know I feel like a lot of my friends and family didn't even know and you know I mean obviously like Megan and my mom knew but um it just it just it it made me like such an unhappy person and like it took away from the person that I wanted to be and like but yeah it's been it's been really good to talk about and like I feel like genuinely other people have responded really well to it and that wasn't the point of me coming out with like you know, like oh, I've had an eating disorder for ten. Like that wasn't the point. Like the the point wasn't to get likes. It wasn't to get pity. Like it was it was honestly just for me to like come out with it and feel feel better about it, knowing that like other people knew and that I wasn't crazy. And it made reco- it's made recovery so much easier. So mm. having just people support me and just having just people know in general. You know, like I said in like my blog, like the little things about like. Don't talk about your diet around me. And, like, don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't bring up body image. Don't talk about how you're nervous about your bikini and stuff. And I feel like genuinely a lot of my friends and family read that and they were like, oh, okay, we won't do that. So it's really, really helped a lot. So,
0: Mm. well, like being open and being transparent makes space for healing, you know? And like you said, it's definitely helped your recovery, probably because you don't feel like you're hiding from anything anymore or hiding from yourself anymore.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, that was that was one thing that like, you know, I share everything with everybody and on everything, and that was one huge secret that I kept for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like I kept it from everybody and I kept it from our fans and I kept it from my Instagram even though it was clear. It was it was clear in some phases of of my sickness that like I was sick and and I would just ignore it and people would comment on it and say you know like oh my gosh she's so skinny and strangers would comment on it and you know it was just so clear and it felt I felt bad like when I would read that people thinking that that was natural and that like that they wanted that and you know what I mean when deep Mm -hmm. when I was sitting there knowing that like this is the most miserable I've ever been in my life so Mm -hmm. so like coming out with it and kind of being like no like that's not natural that's not normal Almost made me feel better for like all of the years and posts that I posted that weren't, you know, the real me. And like, I fi- I almost feel bad for those posts, you know, for like the times when I was super thin because like, girls like looked at me and they were like, oh, like maybe I can look like that. And It's just like that wasn't real. So,
0: how has it been to? How has it been to make the journey back to yourself, back to the real you?
1: Um, it's been amazing. You know, I mean, really, like. I'd say quite honestly, it started like November of 2015 that I like really started like getting it back and like going on this journey for like myself and it's opened me up to like new creative things. It's opened me up to like, you know, love in a way that I didn't realize, you know, like I've not only with like my friends, but like, you know, like my, my boyfriend and you know, like I just, I just, I. I just started like reflecting these really good things and good thoughts and like things really come back to you when you when you actively reflect and and refocus and you know like things really do come back to you in a good way when you focus on it and not on negative thoughts like I was doing for the past 10 years.
0: Yeah, I so. mean and that's another thing too is like I love that you said when you focus on something and you actually really do like make space for it, really incredible mm-hmm. things can happen. And mm-hmm. and I like I'm really proud of you. like that it takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery, especially being someone who you know does share a lot online and and has you know 10 years worth of of fans. you know that had to be mm-hmm. a really big step. So like thank you for doing that for for everybody that has body image issues, you know, and I think we all, we all carry that around with us in different ways, you know? And so like, thank you for sharing your story. It's really incredible.
1: Yeah. I mean like body image is just like, oh, like I could, I could go on it for days and like, you know, like I'm not perfect. Like I still have my days and everybody has their days. Like, it's like, nobody's happy. Nobody's perfect all the time. But like, I've just really refocused on like why I'm worth what I'm worth and you know what i mean like what like what like why is my life valuable and at the end of the day it has nothing to do with weight it has nothing to do with you know body image so it's just your life is just so much more worth it when you're not worried about like body image
0: <laughs> preach preach girl i yeah. i love your yeah. heart ever since i met you i i knew that you were were really something that was was just filled with authenticity. And I I like freaking love you for that. And I think oh, that's really rare. Thank you. And I I love that you live a laptop lifestyle and you you breathe authenticity. And I think that is so unique. And you're like the unicorn of the internet. Because honestly, <sighs> like you're humble, you're vulnerable, you're authentic, and you still are like stay true to yourself. And I think that is So awesome. So I I really want to thank you for being on the show and being so incredible. I actually just have one more question for you. Um, But before we wrap up, I would love for you to share where people can find you on the interwebs.
1: Yeah, um, well, you can look at our YouTube channel, um, Megan and Liz or Life of Megan and Liz. We have two. Um, or you can look at us on Instagram, which my Instagram is at Sella218, uh, Megan's is at Megan Mace, and our joint one is at Megan and Liz, then we have Twitter, which we have <laughs> so many. Oh my god, so many. Um Twitter <laughs> is <laughs> is at Megan and Liz, and then you know what, you can just find our personal Twitters from Matt, Megan, and Liz. There you go.
0: (laughs) All right. Perfect. I will – and I'll put all those in the show notes too, girl. Don't you worry. (laughs) There's going to be, like, hyperlinks everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so my last question for you, it's one I ask every guest, um, and I'm really excited to hear your answer, is what does the laptop lifestyle mean to you?
1: Ooh. um, You know, the laptop lifestyle means that – opportunity is everywhere. I mean it's it's in the, it's in the TV you watch, it's in the CVS line, it's in the Kroger parking lot. I mean like I don't know. I feel like being like living a laptop lifestyle and like living life kind of like mobile and excited and passionate like it it doesn't necessarily mean that you're you know a blogger or anything I think it means that you just you see opportunity and you see creative things everywhere you go and you take them and you use them and you know you create a life that is like genuinely happy and you curate it out of things you see every single day